0: You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sule discusses the story of crossing the River Jordan and compares this to the challenges that we face in life. It's nice to have you here. Nice to see old familiar faces, some new faces as well. We started our series on the book of Joshua. It's the history of Israel's conquest of the land of Canaan in fulfillment of God's promise to bring them to. God's promise to the people of Israel. Right? And our verse, yes, last week basically was from Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, and our topic was overwhelmed. And we were reminded that in everything that goes on in our life, we have to be strong. We have to be courageous. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. Do not be frightened. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, we recall when we started that now the Israelites have camped along the banks of Jordan, right? And they're just about to cross over the Jordan River. So our message today is about the crossing over the Jordan River. Let's go to our verse. Father God, we thank you for this word, Lord, and we pray that you'd anoint the preaching today, that we'd have an open heart and an open mind to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim, and they came to the Jordan. He and all the people of Israel lodged, and they lodged before they passed over. Now at the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. And as for you, command the priests who bear the ark of the covenant when you come to the brink of the waters waters of Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above, shall stand in one heap. As soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priest bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water, the waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away. At Adam, the city that is beside Sarathan, and those flowing toward the Sea of Araba, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. Now, this is what the Jordan River looks like most time of the year. But at this particular point, when they were just about to cross the Jordan River, it was springtime, it was harvest time, and the snow, and the snow from the mountains were melting. So the Jordan River was something like this. This is actually the Jordan River during springtime, and there's just like rushing water, and it's simply impassable. Now, when the priests dipped their feet on the water, the water started to recede. By some miraculous event, the water started to recede. And the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all of Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. Now we all encounter Jordans in our lives. We all have our Jordan rivers. And the challenge we face in life can be daunting. Sometimes life seems to be like, how do I cross over to the other side? There may be times in our lives are faced with seemingly impossible situations, times when we are stuck in a position, we cannot move forward, we cannot make a decision because we are afraid of what the future will bring. We all have a Jordan to cross in our lives. And the Israelites have been camping at the banks and probably wondering, what am I supposed to do? How do I go over to the other side to God's promised land? When God said, I'm going, you, I'm going to take you over to the other side, it did not mean, however, that the journey will be smooth and easy. It did not say it's going to be smooth and easy. You know, it's easy to tell someone, trust God, you know, He'll take care of you. But when you're in that situation, you yourself, you're in that situation the fear gets the hold of you and you get paralyzed. It's easy to say, trust God, right? When we are paralyzed because of our fear, we we get disappointed, we get discouraged, we give up too soon. This is why God commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous. We must not fear problems because we can face them with God, with us. the nation was camped out of Jordan, right? And they're wondering, why would we cross this Jordan River? There are about 2.5 million Israelites at that time. Why don't we just wait for spring to be over so that the water will recede? Now, the question that I'd like to point out today is, what is your Jordan? God expects us to cross our Jordan, and we can't just stay on the banks forever. A lot of us are like that. We just stay on the banks along Jordan, and we're afraid to cross over because we do not know what tomorrow will bring. Whatever holds us back in fear, whatever holds us back with worries, whatever puts you in a position where you feel like you cannot move forward, that's your Jordan. And at one point in our lives, we will have to cross it. Seven months after we became Christians in 2012, exactly six days, after my 47th birthday, we faced the most seemingly impossible Jordan of our lives. We received our visa grant notice with my name on it and with the rest of my family. And we were given three months to make our first entry in to Australia. Now, we were standing in our wilderness. Right in front of us was our Jordan and God said, you have to cross your Jordan. What was our wilderness? Now, this was our wilderness. I work for a radio station. I have a TV program. I have a very lucrative design and construction business. This is a picture of our house which is featured in the magazine. A lot of people envy what I have achieved back in Manila. I was just given a star in the Walk of Fame in Eastwood, and stuff like that, material things. Carleen had a business which had the opportunity to be franchised in 100 different locations, which would potentially earn us millions. And she had a business, it's called Joe Nachos. It's it's, it's available in a lot of places in Manila, in SM Supermalls. Our Our wilderness was not necessarily a bad place. In fact, our wilderness was a good place. And sometimes God will take you from a good place to what seems to be not so good place because He has a purpose for you. It was actually a good place. With our combined resources, we literally have the capacity to earn millions. And the first lesson that we learn from Joshua today is obedience. We must have the heart to follow God. When we were faced with that difficult situation, I said, it's hard to make this decision. I really don't know what to do. I don't want to leave all of this. This is life. And when you say you do not know what to do, that's not really the problem. It is not that you do not know what to do. It is, not, it is just because you do not do what you know. And what you know is this, we have to follow God. Joshua instructed the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant, which is the very presence of God, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. He was just saying, when you see the Ark of the Lord, follow it. The instruction was clear, not just to the Israelites, but to us as well, follow God wherever He leads you. All we were given was a single PDF file, six pages of like scribbles and notes saying that you're open to come to Australia. We're opening the door to you to Australia, but there's no work. There's no guarantee of employment. It was just like a vague vision, blurred vision of what life could be like in Australia. I don't know. The way wasn't clear. We don't know what was lurking under the water. It was just We were just so unsure of what will happen. Our math would make us conclude that it would be more beneficial for us to stay back in Manila, be with our families, grow our business, and serve God on the side. That's what our math told us. Our Jordan was seemingly impossible to to conquer and cross. But if you know that God loves you, you should not be afraid and you should not question His directive. When God tells you to do this, you should not question Him. Obedience is the fruit of our faith in God. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. Just like what uh, Peter said, uh, just like what Peter did when he walked on the water. He fixed his eyes on Jesus. And the moment he stopped looking at Jesus and he saw the raging sea, he realized that people cannot walk on water. And he started to sink. And that is what happens when we lose our focus, when we shift our focus from Jesus to other things of the world. We must all focus on the Lord so that where he leads, we will follow. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. In the Bible, the word for consecration means to be pure in your spirit, to be pure in your relationship with the Lord to be holy before the Lord. That's what consecration means. Joshua was so confident that he said, the Lord will do wonders with you, among you tomorrow. I want you to look at three things that actually happened during this journey. The first thing that happened was that the ark went before everyone else. It means that God goes ahead of you. Whatever your situation is, God is already in front of that situation. And then we saw that when they stepped on the water, the water receded. 20 kilometers away from where they were at the city of Adam, there was just a pile of water. And when they stepped, they stayed in the middle of the Jordan River while everyone was crossing. That means that God is with you in your journey. And in Exodus, it says that the ark came from behind after the people has crossed, meaning that God is our protector. He will make sure that you're okay. Now, faith is rooted in the conviction that God is with us. The moment you say to yourself that I will do this, I will put my foot forward because I know that God will be with me even if I don't see what's beyond my vision. You know, God knows what you need tomorrow. He knows what you need next week. And God knows what you need 10 years from now. He knows that. We should not question God if He tells us to do something. We just have to obey. Billy Graham said, The will of God will not take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. God never sends you into a situation all by yourself. Sometimes it may feel like I'm all by myself, I'm all alone. No, God goes before you. He reminds you to be strong. God is with you through whatever you're going through, and God will take you through to the other side. Whatever situation you're in right now, be confident that God is with you. You know, worry is a complete waste of energy. It solves nothing. That is why Jesus said, what would gain a man? He said, Which of you, by being anxious, can add a single day to his life? You know, we all have this love affair with worry. We worry about something, and then we look for something to worry about the next day. We just love to worry, right? But the truth of the matter is, most of the things that we worry about don't really happen. So worry is inversely proportional to your faith. The more you worry, the less faith you have in God that He can do the things, the impossible things in your life. And the more faith you have in God, the less worry you have. You know, some things are really beyond us, beyond our control. We didn't know what was waiting for us in Australia. Joshua faced an uncrossable river. There was nothing he could do but just expect God, trust God, and take care go to where God takes him second thing that we have to understand is that we need the faith to believe in God the Bible says faith can move mountains and God has brought you in front of that mountain today you have been assigned this mountain so that others can see that it can be done in your life and through your life. Not because you're the best at what you do, not because you're good at everything or you're intelligent or you're rich or you have a lot of like, abilities, but simply because you are obedient and faithful to what God has called you to do. Your Jordan is your test of faith. And when we are at that point, we should pray for courage that we may be able to follow and obey God. Which brings us to the second lesson we learned from Joshua. The expression of our faith is our courage to be obedient, our courage to act in obedience to what God is asking us to do, which simply means that faith is expressed in the way we obey God, even if we do not see what lies ahead. The instruction was clear. God said, Go and stand in the river. First, go and stand in the river. Even standing on the edge of the river is not enough. God wanted them to go in the middle of the river. And when their feet touched that water's edge in verse 15, the water from upstream stopped flowing. The miracle happened only when they obeyed God completely and did what He said you know we are blessed when we become obedient to God blessing comes with obedience you see we cannot say God show me the blessing first so that I will make this move it doesn't work that way sometimes God works on a need-to-know basis God wants us to cross the Jordans of our lives even if we do not see what's beyond because He wants us to live our lives trusting Him and knowing and believing that He will get us through safely and He will bring us to where He wants us to be. 20 kilometers from the city of Adam, God was already performing a miracle. All He wanted to do was for the people to actually step out in faith and have the courage to be obedient. And you may be going through something in your life right now. And you're afraid to make that first move. But know that God is already doing a miracle far from your vision, far from what you see within your, your peripheral vision. And all that God wants you to do is say, Lord, I don't know what's out there. But since you said that I have to do it, I will do it. Even if I'm afraid, even if I'm unsure. Crossing the Jordan must have been the most difficult journey in our life when we were asked to go to Australia. Three months later, we set our foot in Australia with a few boxes and just the allowed luggage. You would have never been here, and I would never be, be able to stand here and stand in front of you to testify about God's faithfulness if we did not have the courage, the faith to cross our Jordan. You know, our hearts and our eyes and our minds can be right sometimes. But unless you make that move, nothing's going to happen. You can say for all you want, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe that you will make this happen. But if you don't actually step out, make that single step of faith, nothing will happen. Our obedience is a choice between trusting ourselves and trusting what God can do in and through your life we have to step out in faith and stand still. Which means when you step out in faith, you don't do it on your own. You wait on God to guide you. In verse 8, it says, when you come to the brink of the waters of Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. We have to man- which means we have to maintain our dependence on God. Even if you made, made that first big, bold step, it doesn't mean that You know, I've done it, I'll do it on my own. No, you have to stand still and wait on God. You have to have a complete dependence on God in everything that you do. When we stand still, it is that point where we acknowledge that God is in control. It is not by our power, but only by God and God's power that we are able to do it. You know, God did not reveal to us what our life would be five years, five years ago. It was just a piece of paper saying, go to Canberra. There was no work waiting for us. And I asked God, Lord, three years after, how come I cannot find a job? You know, I've established my career back in Manila. I know I can do it here. I know I'm confident. I know I'm skilled. I know I can make it here. But Lord, why can't I find a job? Three weeks after our daughters all landed in a job, and I'm I'm struggling with sending uh, uh, resumes and stuff, and I can't I can't find a job. And I asked him many times, and he said, you know, he answered me on a need to know basis. I'd make that step, and then he'd reveal to me something. Make that step, and reveal to me. So that's how God wanted to act on my life, because he wants us to act on our faith that even if we do not see what lies behind or beyond he wants us to believe that he will help us go through it and you know I was I was saying Lord why and he said you know why because it has always been about you yourself and just yourself and God made me realize that the only eyes that he wanted me to remember are this. First, he wanted me to remember that I need to have a heart that is obedient, that is willing to follow God. That I need to have the faith to believe in things that I do not see and things that I do not understand. And that I need to make that step of faith the courage to act in obedience. Those are the only three things that God wanted me to do. And I have resolved to the fact that God said two years ago, the reason why you cannot find a job is because you will be working for me full time. And here I am in front of you as a testimony of God's faithfulness to our lives. Not because He brought us from a wilderness of discouragement or wilderness of, you know, a really bad life. It was a good life. Sometimes your wilderness can be a, a good place and God's taking you to what seems to be something that's, that's not good, but it's a better place. Whether you like it or not, God has a plan for you and His plans are always pleasing and perfect. It might not jive or align with your concept of what a good life is but this is a good I would never have exchanged my life that I have right now with what I've had back in Manila if I had known that my life would be like this knowing Christ I would have left that a long time ago sometimes you're so consumed with making money making sure that I get this place buy this house get this new car have an investment I'm not saying it's wrong but I'm saying What I'm saying is that sometimes God will take you to that place so that you can learn to trust and have faith in Him, saying that, Lord, I really don't need that. The moment you ask God for something, the first thing that you have to ask yourself is why. Why do I need another car? Why do I need more money? Why do I need to move to a newer suburb? Why do I need to have another house? And your answer will reveal what's in your heart, and that is what God will look at right? And I just want to end with this. I just want to ask you, what is your Jordan? What is that river that seems to be so impossible to cross in your life? And sometimes our Jordans are so permanent that we find it impossible and we just stand here and wait till whatever happens. You may face your Jordan during your time of sickness. Your Jordan could be a long time of unemployment or a long deep recession in your finances. We all have our Jordans. It could be a time of weakness, a time of depression. Jordan is that place that God has ordained in your life. Remember that. It is a place of impossibility. It is a place of weakness, a place of discouragement. It's a place of helplessness. When you feel like, I cannot do this. I don't know where to go from here. It's a place where all our self-effort dies. And when you come to the place that you're rid of all yourself, that you cannot do anything on your own, that's the place. That's your Jordan. That's the place where God says, now I want you to trust me because you cannot cross this on your own. You need me to get through the other side. It is when we come to the end of ourselves that we make a decision. Do I lean on my own understanding? Do I lean on my own strength? Or do I learn to trust God? that He will take me where He wants me to be. And that is always a good place. It may not seem like it. When we were in Manila, we were living the life. God is bringing me at 47 years old to a place where I felt like I needed to go back to work and be an employee again, where I was employing a lot of people. It was just like Him taking me from, from the top and putting me to the bottom. And I felt it wasn't a good place, but this is a good place. And I would never have exchanged this life for the life that I had before. So the question is, are you ready to cross your Jordan? Whatever it is that keeps you from making that move, I just want to remind you again with our verse from Joshua. Have I not commanded you? The Lord said, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever, wherever you go. So there's really no need to be afraid. There's really no need to be discouraged. Are you ready to cross the Jordan? Let's all stand. Father God, we thank You for this beautiful day. We thank You, Lord, that You're alive in our lives, that You are the strength of our life. There's no one and nothing that we should be afraid of. Lord, we've all crossed our Jordans, many of them in our lives. And a lot of times, we've crossed them using our own strength, our own skill. Lord, from now on, we declare that every Jordan we face, we will seek you, that we will have the heart to follow you, that we would have the faith to believe, and we would have the courage to act in obedience to your will and your purpose in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship God. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Canberra.